Opinionated Marketers, a podcast from Cambridge Marketing College. Hello and welcome to Opinionated Marketers with Charles Nixon and me, Kieran Kapoor. Charles, you are a little bit exercised about the quality of journalistic interpretation of mathematics and graphs and statistics, I think. Basically, there's a lot of discussion about uh, fake news and um, fake videos and all that sort of stuff, and everyone needs to watch out for it on the basis of uh, elections, etc. Well, I came across uh, two items um, in quick succession, um, which made me realise that actually there's more to this than meets the eye, and from a marketer's perspective, accuracy is essential. Um, and in two august publications, the Times and the Financial Times, either errors or misinterpretations um, led, in my opinion, to somewhat incorrect analysis. Um, and I think that's important when we consider the fact that what we're trying to do is present a reliable picture of the external world to our bosses to make sure that they make the right decisions to drive a company forward. And it doesn't help when um, the Times can't add up. Um, so the one that I've got right in front of me is a comparison, quite an interesting idea, of uh, John Lewis's and um, Marks and Spencer's, and how one is doing better than the other, and then how they are fairly comparable. Um, and what I'm looking at here is the uh, addition of John Lewis's sales, which are 4.9 billion, um, and Waitrose sales, which are 7.3. Now, however good your mental maths is, that does not add up to 10.9, which is what the claim is in the article, um, in order to basically make the statement that Marks and Spencers and John Lewis's have really roughly the same turnover. In fact, they don't. One is nearly 12 billion no, uh, plus. Maybe. The point that they were trying to make is that uh, the total partnership uh, um, sales are 10.9, um, but that obviously doesn't add up. And... Um, when a little error like that can get in the way, it damages credibility. Um, it uh, may well prove to be something somewhat uh, erroneous. Um, and from marketer's perspective, uh, internally as well as externally, it damages credibility. Um, so what we need to make sure is that we are looking at accurate data. And data which is uh, uh, these days, and people call it fact check, but at least know logically check to make sure that it's reasonable um, and I'm no mathematician but I basically tend to do broad maths to make sure that these figures are correct and when you tend to see figures especially these days which are compared to daily basis so X thousand number of people on the daily basis equals you know a, a bad situation and you realize that actually you just you multiply by 365 and actually it's not such a large number after all um, then I think that uh, you, know, you need to take a sense check on these things. The other one was an article which I uh, sent uh, uh, to Kieran, which we were looking at, which was basically saying that um, the number of students coming from overseas um, was declining. Um, the whole tenant of the article was based on the fact that, uh, roughly speaking, either um, those universities which have had a greater than 10% decline and those which had a 10% decline um, had gone up um, and was nearly a third. What he didn't discuss was the fact that two-thirds had shown an increase um, and one-third in itself had shown a more than 10% increase. So the whole bias of the article seemed to be uh, out of kilter to reality from the statistics.
So again, I think it's important that uh, marketers make their own decisions rather than being led um, by um, uh, commentary from various sources, which may not necessarily be um, robust when you look at the statistics. Yes, that one I found particularly worrying. Um, we'll put the link with the podcast because uh, although it's in the FT, it's not actually behind a firewall, whereas the other article was. Um, and I mean, one expects the FT of all august um, publications to get its maths right. And I agree with you, look, reading through the article, the maths just doesn't seem to add up. Or rather, as you say, they decided to concentrate on a particular portion of the maths, their allies, damn lies and statistics, to make a point and just didn't cover off the other bit, which makes a quite a biased article. I don't think there's any other way of describing it. No, I think this is an important aspect, again, which is uh, think about who wrote the article and why they wrote the article, and think about what the agenda might be behind it. We are getting into a very political situation now because of the general election in the UK and obviously the one in America, um, and you see a lot of other articles around the world about uh, the, the uh, general elections coming there. And I think... Um, what one might say is there would possibly be some sort of agenda in the way in which some of these articles are interpreted. Um, and um, that may or may not be what your company's agenda is. Um, and therefore, I think it's important that you stand, take a step back and consider whether or not this is um, um, a sensible reflection of the data from your perspective. So, you know, it, it, it's always been the case from a historian's perspective, which is what I am, is, you know, understand who wrote and why they wrote. I mean, there's always the famous phrase that the victory, history is always written by the victors. Well, that's only the case, of course, if they can write. Um, so you have to be, you know, concerned about what it is that is said. And then, of course, you have to think about the counter swing of the pendulum um, several decades afterwards. Yes, revisionist history is always quite interesting. Um, we're seeing a lot of that. We see a lot of that continually, but it, it, it's and it is important. But yes, to come back to your point about marketing, we use a lot of these sources to back up things like our uh, macroeconomic environment analysis. So when we're doing a situation analysis, we're looking for big trends and changes. You go to newspapers, particularly places like the FT, assuming they are good sources. Um, and sometimes you do just have to take a step back and go, well, have they selectively chosen what they're going to quote in order to, to back an argument that may be a reasonable argument, but it may still be a selective um, proportion of data. Yes. And, um, and Charles, um, were there any others that you that you came across? So, I, know those, I think those two came back to back, which is partly why you were so concerned. I think the only other one was the, the, the statistics office did uh, criticise the um, prime minister or the cabinet office over its use of statistics during last week, um, which uh, again, you know, shows the fact that you know, if, if you're not careful, they do tend to get used for um, partisan reasons. So um, the Office of National Statistics not only uh, is a highly credible organization, but also makes a great deal of um, play about defending the accuracy of its interpretation and other people's interpretations. So um, I think that's very important. Um, and the other aspect I suppose I would mention is that if any research is conducted, then do look at the sample size and make sure obviously if you're conducting your own research that it follows the MRS guidelines. The MRS being the Market Research Society, who indeed. have very strict and very clear guidelines on what one should do. Yes, indeed. Very much so. Charles, 
as ever, lovely to speak to you. Um, I think it was a really good point today about checking one's statistical sources and the way that statistics are being interpreted. Um, lovely to speak. Nice to talk to you again. Bye-bye. Like and subscribe to this feed for more podcast content. From Cambridge Marketing College.